0: It's the best Yes yeah, the world you ain't heard of us Hey Rams Hey welcome hey, herd with us If you look around for a word to trust Check the star Siege journey you can learn from us Sex, sleep drugs, we'll be to discuss Whatever you need to be prosperous Negativity, superfluous All we really want is for you to just be true to you And be who you are cause you are a star And you will go far You can succeed at all of your dreams You'll
1: get your degree and all of those things But you must take care of your health cherish yourself Your body, your mental, your veins and your wealth You can have fun and still be well That's what we do here at The Wealth Welcome back to What the Well podcast. Um, today we are going to talk about self care um, and get some advice from our awesome VCU students and um, and learn a little bit about what self care means to us. Um, my name is Carrie Baines and I'm the wellness coordinator at the Well. Um, I. <clears throat> I go by the pronouns um she or hers. Um we also have some fabulous um co-hosts with me today. And I'd like to introduce them.
2: All right guys, welcome back to the well. So we just came back from break and we have three new guest speakers. Yes. Woo. So we're going to go Yay. into some introductions.
3: All right, I guess I'll start because I'm first in the circle. (laughs) Um, My name's Olivia, Olivia Surface, if you want to get technical. Um, I am a sophomore here at VCU. I'm a peer health educator with The Well, yes, Um, and I am in the Sexual Health and Violence Prevention Group. Um, As a student here, I'm studying uh, nursing and gender sexuality and women's studies, and my interest is really in um, quote-unquote other health. So healthcare for people that aren't necessarily represented by the people making um, healthcare laws and working in the field as doctors and nurses, so making sure everyone has equal access no matter their status.
1: Thank
0: you. All right. Well, I'm Steven. Uh, I'm also a sophomore. Um, I'm also a peer health educator. I'm also studying gender, sexuality, and women's <laughs> studies. I'm also studying psychology. Um, I'm in the alcohol and other drugs group for peer health educators. Um, and, yeah, I can't think of anything else. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Hi, y'all. Um, I'm Pilar. I'm a senior here at VCU. I'm studying um, health sciences with a concentration in exercise science.
1: Yeah, Cool. Well, let's go ahead and get started and talk a little bit about what self-care means to us so we can define it in our own words.
3: Oh, wow. I love that I can't hold my facial expressions back, and I feel like it's so hard for me to communicate without them. Yeah, I know, I know. I was like nodding. I was like,
2: yeah. We'll try.
3: Well... I just, I have had really some new ideas in the past (laughs) 12 hours today about self-care, just learning about um, effect theory. For people that don't know, effect theory is just kind of um, an interdisciplinary theory relating to feelings and emotions and kind of the human interaction with feelings and emotions and the politics behind them, because surprisingly enough, they are very political in how certain cultures are allowed to express emotions within um, their societal standards. Self-care in the past, I want to say one to two generations, has really had this huge... This, this huge rekindling in our everyday lives. Like we've seen it, if you look at history, you see kind of the ups and downs of effect theory and being in connection with our emotions. Um, but understanding effect theory, understanding your emotions is also understanding how other people perceive them and how you have an effect on others. So when you look at self-care, I personally don't like that it's called just self-care. Because yes, you are taking care of yourself and you're doing what is needed for yourself, but you are changing your emotional effect on others. When you take that time out of your day, when, when you, I mean, for instance, I stage my apartment once a week. Does it probably do anything? No. Does it make me feel a heck of a lot better about myself and the world? Yes. So that's self-care in the way that it's taking care of me. But if I didn't stage my apartment one week, you can best believe that my mood is going to be affected. My reactions to other people, my effect. The theory of effect that I have on other people is going to be different. So I think self-care isn't just self-care anymore. It's it's you're taking care of yourself and at the end it's not just making yourself better, it's making your relationships with others better.
4: It's it's yeah. extrinsic as much as it is intrinsic. Um, touching off like something that you said, um, you had mentioned things about like social norms. For y'all, for like all of us, um, growing up, how did you feel about self care, and were you um, welcome to do it? Like, was that something that was accepted? Was it something that was promoted in your life, is that something that you just now learned? Um, what do y'all, what's y'all's take on that?
2: That's a good question. And We were talking about well, talking about this a little bit before. It's kind of like personally for me, self care kind of just came about like since like yeah. the start of like Instagram. Like, you just started <clears throat> learning like, hey, maybe you should take time for yourself. Um, so I really have been practicing it, or like thinking about it for the past like I would say since I was like a sophomore in high school so like three years and like I know at my school we had our school we kind of like based a lot of like pressure on performing well like academic performance and that it was kind of you did that regardless of whatever else was going on in your life so that's kind of my experience with it
0: yeah I mean I just in general like self-care wasn't uh, it wasn't a big part of my life growing up. I guess, like, I mean, I never. I was very like, I guess as a child, I was very like carefree. I didn't really care. Like, I f- like, you can't even force me to brush my teeth if you like held me <laughs> down. Like I refused. So, I don't know. It's it's definitely a new thing for me on the level of mental health because I've definitely always had like the self care and like personal hygiene and stuff like that but the mental health kind of side of it is uh, is kind of new for me and it's uh, it's only really come about more as I've developed a lot more stress which I like obviously those two things go hand in hand like Mm -hmm. it, especially in college like I've definitely like discovered the real importance of like taking care of yourself and exactly like you were saying like I definitely do. You can pick up on the vibes that other people give. Like, if I'm hanging out with friends and, like, you know, two people seem so stressed out and, like, the rest of us are having fun, like, I'm not going to have as much fun as I would if everybody was having, like, a good time. So, Mm -hmm. yeah.
3: Yeah. Something else I've been just dabbling with, I guess, (laughs) in my Gender, Sexuality, and Women's Studies courses is um, this, like, very negative kind of idea that we have around supporting other people Mm -hmm. and in that the language that we use that it gets better like the 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 whole it gets better it does not get better I know that sounds like very just negative and like I'm putting all this negative energy out but I'm not because at the end of the day it doesn't get better the state of the world has its ups and downs and you can't deny that But at the end of the day, you're what's getting better. You are what's getting better. Your self-care, your own mental and physical state is what improves as you face these new challenges, because these challenges are always going to be there. I mean, you can't deny them. And if, if you kind of brush them off, like, oh, they'll pass. Yeah, they probably will pass. But at the end of the day, what did you take away from these situations that caused you stress, that caused you anxiety, um, if it gets better, you never do. Which would you prefer?
0: i definitely rather get better on this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's a really neat perspective is how are we personally viewing the situations? I know me personally, we talked about when I started learning about self-care is when I really started practicing yoga and realizing yoga was a way that I could practice self care, and I had been doing it. But then realizing it's what my perspective is about the future in the past, and really living in the present moment and noticing what I had control over and what I didn't have control over. So that's a really interesting concept is really trying to figure out what you are in that moment experiencing Mm -hmm. and how you're experiencing and you're making that intentional choice if it's going to be a positive or a negative and then how it affects other people based off of your reaction Mm -hmm. it's going to affect others and that
0: has to deal a lot with like psychology too because one of the main causes like Or one of the main, I guess, maybe not causes, but side effects of, like, depression is catastrophizing, which is basically going from, you know, oh, like... I was late to class today, so being late to class means that my grades are gonna suffer, which means that you know I'm gonna have to drop out of school, and then I'm never gonna get a job, and I'm never gonna have any money, and I'm never gonna get married, and then you know then I'm just gonna die alone, and it's like <laughs> you know that's not I mean, a you, great you, place you to be. You end up on a rabbit trail. <laughs> yeah. Your brain. Yeah. And it's absolutely. it's it's a very harmful way to go. So that's like one of the main like that's a hard thing that like I had to learn too is that you you can't dwell on small things you have to think about okay what's the bigger picture I was five minutes late to class today but like I'm gonna be early every other day and I'm gonna study harder and you know and you you kind of I guess cope with the different things that you know you're dealing with
4: yeah actually I was at a leadership conference um not too long ago and something that was really interesting to me that um someone made a comment about um was that Or the idea of respecting your future self with the decisions you make currently, and like I feel like a lot of us don't necessarily think about that. It's kind of like okay, self care in the now, and like Mm -hmm. what I'm going through in this like present point, but also something for us to keep in mind, or maybe if you choose or do not choose to. um, But understanding like what's gonna happen in the long term um, based on what you're doing with yourself or not doing with yourself, and um, just keeping that in mind, making those um, changing your lifestyle choices, I guess.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
4: And
3: I think we understanding understanding self care, we have to understand the spectrum of self care, that these these little things, like respecting your future self. That's not something you sit and take, you know, ten minutes out of your day to do, like meditation or or a face mask or a pedicure or yeah. something that falls under like the stereotypical self care. But these these thought processes that we can kind of ingrain within ourselves are self care. The thought process of okay this situation is horrible but I'm growing from it and okay this is a catastrophe to me now Mm -hmm. but let me take a step back and look at the big picture it's something that can be done constantly and it's it's an it's a self change
0: and that's what also makes self-care sometimes a really challenging thing is that it's hard to every time be like okay like it's fine like it's a constant thing you have to do
3: Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, the importance
2: of habit. Um, So you guys were talking a lot about, like, college and stress and how kind of your idea of self-care has changed. Does anyone want to kind of give an example of maybe some things that you, like, notice within yourself if you're getting a little bit stressed out, like something that you can just see yourself?
4: Um, I... (laughs) I'm just just laughing about it. (laughs) Because it's something I deal with, like, every single day.
0: I... So for me personally, I kind of have a problem with projecting my emotions when I get stressed out. <laughs> so it's it's kind of hard for me because I do, like I feel those, you know, in, that anxiety and that stress and that kind of stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm trying to work through it and trying to figure it out. And I tend to get, I get irritable. That's mm-hmm. my biggest problem is I get irritable. Mm-hmm. And if somebody like, you know, gets in the way of me doing my self-care like I'm gonna be like no I ain't doing this like hello so it's that's like one of the things that I really have to try hard is like I have to like focus on how I like you were saying my effect I have to focus on how I portray my emotions and how I affect other people with when I'm dealing with stress Mm. yeah
4: I have a question for y'all So, like, you were talking about how, like, the way that you affect others. At what point do you feel like you want to be a genuine person? But at the same – like, how do you feel like – or I shouldn't say how at what point. But how would you manage being a genuine person? Like, when someone says, how are you, are you going to say good all the time? Or are you going to actually say, like, how you feel when you're thinking about how you want to affect that person and, like, how they, like, are dealing with your emotions?
0: I I, Uh, I can say that when when I
3: ask someone how they're doing – I think in our society in our day and age that's not a how are you doing Mm -hmm. it's a hey what's up acknowledge that I'm here right now speaking to you so I think I think it's hard to say like your effect in that scenario i think of course if you answer honestly if you have something on your mind and you're you know trying to reflect that it's just off-putting mm-hmm. because that's not it's not necessarily the no response that they're lo- it. yeah it's not it's not what <laughs> someone expects if it's, you walk
0: up to somebody you're expecting that i'm great how are you mm-hmm. you don't expect like well my dog just died or yeah. like you know <laughs> i just failed my biggest exam this year like yeah you have to like
4: have that pause and it's just like oh um you have to like try it. like the person yeah, like, yeah, like, trying to like, you, think of like what's like, going to make you feel better mm-hmm. but like, you can't like in that little quick yeah. scenario
3: I, I feel like that question just the how are you in passing is really a how are you in this moment that I'm speaking to you is it okay that I'm talking to you because if you say good that's just kind of a signal for the conversation to continue or for the conversation to come to a close if it is in passing like I'm good I, I think it's more of a response to thanks for acknowledging me Here's your good. Drop that. It's just, drop the uh, mic. It's like a yeah. It's basically a just a conversational mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> been, no, but I I like that question a lot though because learning about effect theory for me has been a challenge of understanding my effect on others, mm-hmm. and as Growing up the way I grew up and the way that I just naturally am, I'm very hyper aware of my emotions and I'm hyper aware of other people's. I'm an empath, if, if everyone knows what that means. Like yes. I absorb energy out of a room. I am like the black hole that walks in and is like, <laughs> I know what day you're having. I know what day you're having. Mm-hmm. And it's exhausting being that way. But sometimes it has just all these positives that I can't, you know, I can't really deny because I am at the end of the day pretty hyper aware of my effect.
2: Mm-hmm. So, am do, oh, oh, do you wanna? Go? I okay. Well, I just <laughs> so like, you're talking about like the effect theory and what sh- your effect on others, which I think is extremely important. But do you think that there could be something to be said for you know, maybe you are having a bad day and you don't want to put that into the like the negative energy, but maybe in d- trying to be b- trying to be positive, it could like in turn kind of you're kind of just like for trying to push away that emotion to yeah. the side I mean, and be like buried. oh I'm fine but you're not fine and then like it turns into like this thing that's actually my exact question yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like when do you balance yeah. not to, like, when do you try to like asking for just help like, when
1: you need help absolutely yeah.
3: absolutely and I think a part Oh, gosh, I got asked this exact same question in class today. Yeah, it's like and hard. It, it just It's hard to explain my answer. Because mm-hmm. my answer is nine times out of ten when I know I'm going to have a negative effect on someone else, I don't open my mouth. Like, there'll be days in my classes and I don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Because I know for a fact I'm having a bad day and my answer is not going to be beneficial to the conversation. But that's a part of me being, like, hyper self-aware and being who I am. I think on, like, the day-to-day when I am not in the right headspace to have a positive effect on somebody I pick and choose who I interact with and I have that I I keep kind of that you know socially acceptable conversation of how are you doing good (laughs) I keep that really close close to me Mm -hmm. as kind of an armor not just to protect myself but other people so if I for instance I saw Carrie this morning walking down, Schaefer, and just being her usual carefree, gorgeous self. <laughs> <laughs> and Thank you. anytime, anytime. And I wasn't having a good morning this morning. I'm, I'm not having a good day in general, but I kind of put that armor aside and gave her- Carrie a hug. I was like, I need a Carrie hug right now. <laughs> and I got that hug, and then doing that kind of physical interaction. Allowed me to put that moment in a bubble, put that moment in a bubble. As in, I started this interaction very positively. I gave Carrie a hug, and for me, like physical touch is one of my top, your love languages. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so that for me was like the very the start of that of that interaction, and I was able to just kind of put myself in a bubble of yes, I'm not having a good day. Yes, I am very unhappy <laughs> and not not doing well, but this is my start of this positive interaction, and then, as I was walking away i I think I like touched your shoulder or something, and that was like the end so it's I know that sounds kind of weird, like putting these small interactions in bubbles and I, I I can see how that can be kind of perceived negatively, but for me, that's just how I operate and I think it's I think it's different for everyone. some people may. You know want to wear those emotions on their sleeve and they can absolutely have a positive effect on others without being intrinsically positive mm. that is that is definitely a possibility and people are very capable of that um but for me i'm not if i wear my negative emotions out like i just don't i'm not comfortable does that kind of make sense i'm not comfortable yeah. so i know i'm you not gonna exposed. have a yeah yeah i feel exposed Hashtag um
0: exposed <laughs> <laughs>
3: So, for me, it's making these kind of little private moments, these private bubbles throughout my day, making sure that, you know, in that moment, I was very happy. I got a carry hug. I was overjoyed um, and keeping that feeling going throughout that interaction. But I mean, i I can't really speak to people that wear like negative emotions outwardly and need that time because I'm not one of those people. Mm-hmm. So basically, yeah. I hear your question. And I can't answer it. (laughs) Okay. Well, I think it's
1: an individual thing too. Like each of us is different, and we need to be more accepting to ourselves and others, Mm -hmm. and give ourselves and other people the benefit of the doubt. Right. Yeah. You know. And then when we realize it's too much, like Olivia said, is. Figuring out how to reach out to someone in that moment Olivia was happy cheery I didn't know what and how she was feeling but she (laughs) knows what she needs and that is the main question is like when do I need to reach out it could be sitting down and having a one-on-one conversation with me or it could be I just need a hug right now and that's going to help me figure out my day but Allowing yourself to make that decision and really putting your self care first, and then it'll affect other people. Because if we don't love ourselves, mm-hmm. and that will move into your love languages, if we don't love <laughs> ourselves, how can we love other people? That's what
0: RuPaul yeah. says at the end I of know. every RuPaul's Paul's Race episode. <laughs> yes. So, love RuPaul languages, podcast? I'm looking oh,
1: do you at know, Steven. Do you
0: know what the love languages are? Why don't we tell So, we'll t- we yes. can talk about it. So, so what you are you wanna,
4: y'all? Do we all know what
0: they are? I know what mine are. Mine are very self-centered. So I'm very <laughs> excited about So what are the five? It's physical touch, acts gift, of service, gift, gift giving, words of um, affirmation, words of affirmation yeah. and something else. What's the other one? I think oh, it's the
3: one that nobody actually gets. And I know which one you're talking about. Yeah.
4: Oh, no, I, know. I have that one. It's quality time. There you go. There you go. So
0: mine... I took this I took it like a year ago so these might be different but I was very ashamed of myself when I ended it because basically the, the bottom line of it was that I want people to do things for me and give me gifts but never touch me so at the very bottom of the list was physical touch and then the very top was like acts of service and gift giving and I was like why am I like this I am very interested to take it again Ooh, so maybe I'll do maybe that. It, it does
3: change. Surprisingly, it, does. it
0: really
1: does. I think it will changes with time, right? Cuz yeah. this is what we need at that moment.
0: Yeah. yeah. And honestly, that like I've, something. I've had like in the past, like I've been like very very like like don't touch me cuz like I don't know, hard times in your life, you know. Mm-hmm. But now I'm very I'm much more open to it. So, you know, I'm still like mm, like yeah. I don't really want you to touch me that much, but like, you know.
1: Yeah. But maybe it's how you want to be touched. Mm -hmm. Um, Just something silly. But one of um, some... On Facebook, I don't know if you guys got this one. There was a teacher that had next to her door different ways to be greeted and each child could choose which way they would want to be greeted so it might be doing an elbow bump it might be dancing with your teacher it might be giving a high five or some people need those hugs so Mm. really each day you might feel different and that's okay but allowing you to greet someone and
0: that also my flaw in the love languages test. Maybe <laughs> one day I want yeah. gifts better, or <laughs> rather than being touched. But maybe another day I want—I just want a hug, and I mm-hmm. don't need anything.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what about y'all? What are y'all's love languages?
3: So my number one is physical touch. So we um, can't be friends. <laughs> <laughs> Steve. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think for me, like growing up, my family was very not affectionate in a physical way my family is all about gift giving and um i will not even say words of affirmation gift giving and (laughs) quality time so growing up my family's priorities were like family vacations and christmas and holidays and holidays that we could interact and birthdays and um that's just not me for me i i respect those that value quality time but for me personally it's the quality of the time mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. if i am with you in this moment i want to be physically close to you i um another little dip in for me is i struggle a lot with getting skin starved i don't know if y'all know what that is skin it's skin starved, starved. Mm-hmm. so it's this concept of skin starvation um and I think it really, like, all bubbles down to just what kind of person you are. But there is, you know, scientific evidence that if you touch someone's skin to skin, it's like an automatic mood booster. Oh, oh thank I you. Your hand so is so better. warm, Steven. <laughs> it's kind of hot in this room. It is, little, it is a little warm. I'm a little. It's fine. If, um, also,
0: y'all couldn't see that, but me and uh, Olivia just touched hands. It and was and a it moment. was a moment. It was like, a moment. <laughs> my mood boosted (laughs)
3: um but again it's relative depending on you know how much you crave that that, but it's it's like this very primal urge that we have it's the reason that you hold a newborn baby to your chest so that you can bond and i just i never grew out of it so i'm a newborn baby and i need people to touch me to show me that i matter what about you hudson
0: i'm interested
3: you're interested
2: i feel like mine over there
3: there
0: she is i'm trying to get you to talk come on uh
2: mine is like Words of affirmation. So like if you don't tell me exactly like what I mean to you, I don't know. And like I wanna hear it. I want you <laughs> to tell me. I'm, like that's how I show like my love for somebody. Like my right, appreciation. Tell us, us how somebody. you
0: really feel about all of us. Ready? Go. No, I'm <laughs> I'm beautiful kidding. people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, yeah. Like I I like struggle a lot. Like if like I get confused. Like I need it to be like written down. Yeah. You text it to me full paragraph. <laughs> That's how I go. Yeah.
3: I'll hit scary. you back with that K, but I got you with a hug. Like.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Exactly.
0: God. So I'm
3: always
2: just like elaborate on that. Tell me why. So I'm like, oh, I love you. I'm like, well, why? I have to tell me.
3: I'm not why? Yeah, why? Yeah. Me and like past partnerships with people who value words of affirmation have not been pretty <laughs> i'm not a i i seem like a talker right yeah. but 99 of what i say just like doesn't mean <laughs> what i want it to mean <laughs> i don't know i don't know i'm i'm so bad at like being legitimate with someone and being like i love you like you're important to me because i feel so weird saying it I when can i could show to that, it to yeah. you mm-hmm. you know Carrie,
0: do you have your love languages do you know i've them? never done this before <gasps> oh, but i can tell you cool what
1: basically when you said the, the five yeah. what mine would be mine also i'm very similar to Libya, is the physical touch so Aww. yes i love hugs and, five. Five. and those high fives <laughs> fist God. bumps um and i feel like my daughter's the same way we're always hugging each other Um, And then also, like, I really value quality time with people and doing, setting the phone aside and getting to know them Mm -hmm. and having good conversations and being with that person um, and spending good time. Not just the quantity. Mm -hmm. It's
0: the quality. It's the
1: quality. And it's that one-on-one interaction. I really thrive off of one-on-ones. Like, groups are great. I love teaching group exercise mm-hmm. and teaching people in groups but one-on-one is what I really need.
3: Yeah, awesome. I think I think understanding love languages also Goes with understanding how love languages can work together Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because, like I said, like I struggle with partnerships where words of affirmation are important, Mm -hmm. but I'm a really good writer, like, I can write down things, I just feel awkward saying them. So, it was like learning alternatives Mm -hmm. and understanding that your love languages yes, that's how you like to receive love, but it's also how you give love. Mm -hmm. So, for me, with physical touch, like, I tend to just suffocate people, (laughs) like, I suffocate (laughs) the people close to me, yeah. Um and kind of monitoring how extreme you go mm-hmm.
4: yeah I can definitely um go off of that cause I know like in my relationships I've always been the type like I just want to use my love language and give it to you that's all I want to do and then as of recently I've definitely had to learn like okay you have a different love language so yeah. how am I going to give you yours you know what I mean? And, like, it happens to work right now for my current one because we both have quality time. But there's other ones underneath of that. Like, that's our yeah. highest one. Mm-hmm. But underneath of that, so, um, his is more so, um, what's the other one? Oh, my goodness. Physical touch. And mine's not physical touch. Um, it could be at times, but... Mm, that, I relate. <laughs> really that's fine, but I'm more of a, like a words of affirmation person like that's how I want to give my love to you because mm-hmm. you're amazing but like you just want me to touch you and I'm just like okay we can like cuddle I guess
0: <laughs> yeah. you know I think it's very important to understand other people's love languages and your own so you can like easily communicate like yes I enjoy this and don't enjoy this so like if you want to help me with my like making me feel better with my self-care like these are what you should do and that's important for other people too to be like hey like what do you need and that's the most important thing that I wanted to touch on earlier is that there's a there's people tend to like to think that they know everything a lot of the time but it really is you don't so Mm -hmm. like you know people will be like oh well like go home put a bath bomb in the bath and you'll feel so much better but it's like maybe I hate baths and if I did that I would feel like ten times worse like you know it's kind of tricky Mm -hmm. because you want to give advice to people but you don't want to like you know you don't know if it's going to necessarily work for them
4: this is true
1: it's also how you give advice I feel Mm -hmm. like sometimes is especially being a health educator I've learned that it's better to ask questions and figure out what that person needs and you'll hear me talk about that all the time is like you really need to do a good self-reflection and sometimes it's having someone ask you questions or if someone's expressing that they need something right then helping them figure out what they actually need Mm -hmm. because all of us like you said are different we Mm -hmm. want different things we need different things in order to function you know like what I do for self care um, might not be what someone else needs for self care. Exactly. You know, like some people don't like to get pedicures. They don't like their feet being touched. Some <laughs> people don't. don't like that. <laughs> some don't people don't me. like to get massages. <laughs> yeah, like they don't like that touch. But then helping them figure out yeah. what they like to do. To make themselves feel better it could be mm-hmm. going to a group x class exactly. it could be working out it could be a foodie going to have your favorite oh, food with me. a good friend and a great Lobster conversation <laughs> yeah so x. it's really what you want yeah.
4: Yeah. i think it's um definitely really important to also like um ask your friends or significant others or um, whoever basically your child um when they're telling you something um because you were just mentioning this um when they're say like when they're venting to you I always think it's important to ask, okay, are you venting to me for me just to listen? Or are you venting mm-hmm. for advice? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. very exactly. important. Because otherwise yeah. you're going to end up... <laughs> <putting> <laughs> a lot of we're, we're snapping, you <laughs> Because it's just, oh, I've realized this so much recently with friendships. Like, and I that used to be very advice. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you're telling me something, you want advice. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, you don't appreciate the advice. So we're going to, okay, in the beginning, do you want me to listen? Or do you want me to help you exactly. or quote unquote That's help you? That's very important. Mm-hmm.
0: So how were y'all able to uh, <laughs> find what works best for you? Like, was, how how did you discover it?
1: You want- okay, I guess I can start. <laughs> Go um, I said this earlier in the podcast, but my journey started when I basically was told I needed to start teaching yoga. Mm-hmm. And I really was like at that point in my life, I was a very high intense person teaching group exercise classes like kickboxing and yoga and Mm. boot camp, all the ones that are basically the instructors in your face telling you what to do. That's where I was in my life. And they were like, Oh, your stretching is really good. You need to teach yoga. And I'm like, Yoga, what? I have to like calm down and like be nice to people um, to teach. And when I started the practice of learning how to teach yoga, um, because I had appreciated taking the classes, but I just didn't think that I could do that outwardly. I started to realize that it's I've been doing things for self-care but I didn't know I was doing it and then I started to realize what self-care was to me and what I needed because a lot of yoga is self-reflection it's stopping the mind being the present moment and being true to who you are and so that's what started my journey is really Trying to figure out who I am and realizing I am going to change each day and being okay with my daily choices and being okay with making mistakes, relapsing, knowing that is going to happen, but then just being okay with it and then figuring out what I need for self-care in each moment because one day it might be something different completely than the next day. and asking myself those questions and checking in with myself.
2: Um, I feel like I had a lot of people telling me, like, here's how you should do it if you're stressed out. Here's how you should do it if you feel, like, antsy. And, like, I would do it, but I didn't like doing it. So it didn't, like, make me feel better. So a lot of what I did was just, like, trial and error, which I think is a lot about self-care, like, figuring out what works. And, like, maybe you read the article about how to sleep more, and you're like, that doesn't work for me, you know? I'm not gonna just Mm -hmm. sit there and count sheep. Like, that's not gonna work. So definitely like in college it helped me a lot just being able to talk with a lot more people how did like coming to vcu kind of maybe hinder or enhance kind of self-care uh, do they promote it well Is i self-care can speak encouraged? on that
0: actually i feel like it wasn't a very big part of my life and when i came to vcu it was like i feel like there's so many resources for self-care mm-hmm. here and i feel like it's almost like almost sometimes i'm like okay, I don't need it that bad. It's, like, you, it, it, there's so many, uh, like, resources and opportunities for, like, self-care, and, like, even just talking to other people, Mm -hmm. they're, like, I'm so stressed, like, I'm gonna go home and do this, like, like, you're saying, like, it's, it was just kind of crazy for me, it's, like, everywhere.
2: Yeah, I think VCU is so lucky to have, I think, a lot of professors and Carrie, just people who really care that you're doing okay. Mm-hmm. And they yeah, kind of,
0: they really do. Yeah, like
2: they really, it's a thing. And, like, it was not a thing when I was in high school. Like, my high school did not care what happened whatsoever. So that was, like, coming here was, like, a big culture shock, in my opinion. I feel like there's, yeah. we're so lucky to have the resources that we have, all the programs, opportunities that we have.
3: Yeah, like one of my professors... Fifteen percent of our grade at the end of the year is self care. Hmm. Writing, hmm. writing however much we want to write once per week about what we did that week, and it it doesn't require that you you know specifically sit down and do what the societal what the societal standards of self care are like face mask bath bomb right. something something like that. Um, it just requires you to be self aware when you are performing self care. So I think my last entry was like. I reminded myself today that I am growing, and that was my self-care for the week in in this paper that I submitted. Um, So it's just, I like the assignment because it is an assignment, so you're required to do it for that 50% of your grade, but it makes you realize that you are already doing it, and you may not realize it. Like My self-care looks so different from a majority of people's. And I don't think there is a self-care majority, point blank mm-hmm. period. No. I think it's yeah. the societal standard of self-care that gets kind of forced out our throats with like social media and advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, it's what made you feel better that day? What made you remind you that you matter that day? Yeah. Um,
1: with my job, I promote <laughs> self-care, um, hopefully with the PHEs, because um, that PhD. is one portion of my job is really, um, Giving them the opportunity to promote it out to other people at VCU because I strongly feel that um, changing a culture and making them aware comes from peers and comes from everyone. Yes. And I really feel strongly that if the peer health educators are not themselves practicing the items that we are wanting them to share with others, um, that we are giving them a disservice. So I really feel like part of my job is making you all aware of your own self-care and what you are doing and how it impacts you so then you can be impactful for others. Um, a second part of my position is faculty and staff. So um, I really try to empower faculty and staff to go with them themselves so that they realize how they are affecting others and how their own self-care and. The lack of self-care can affect their actual job. so really looking in to themselves and then hopefully again it trickles down to the students um so that's really kind of what i'm doing within my job is really trying to make sure people are aware of it and it could be through teaching mindfulness classes it could be um Practicing it myself, and um, having you you all see that okay, I need to take this day off work because I need to practice self care for myself. Yeah. Or um, last week, you know, noticing a lot of us are really stressed out with classes. Noticing okay, maybe we shouldn't have our staff meeting next week, and giving yourselves time to do your own yes. self care. So really trying to practice and live that way so you all see it's okay and it's accepting. This has been a big struggle, and I feel like it is whenever um, you are an adult or going into (laughs) the professional (laughs) world, um, trying to find that good balance for yourself um, and wearing multiple hats and figuring out how your own self-care can be impacted by your work and how much time you put into your work. So one thing I really try to do, and sometimes it could be challenging for you all is I try to put my phone down so that I can really spend that quality time with my family during certain times of the day. So basically from when I get off work until my daughter goes to bed, you're probably not going to hear from me. And that's just so that I can have that quality time with my family. And to me, that's practicing self-care because I'm in that moment with my family and they can be with me versus me being on the phone um, so I feel like that's one way I can present it in my family we also try to balance home responsibilities with having fun as well because yeah. you do have to do the dishes you do have to do laundry really? and oh, yeah. <laughs> you do have to take your car in for an oil change every once in a while right so that's kind of where I have to balance it myself and allow myself to have that time as well, allow myself to have that sleep that I need so I can be the best person, allow myself to exercise and go outside instead of always doing the adulting things. So, yeah. really, just balancing it throughout the week. And I mean, really, my home life is very similar to a college student's home life in certain aspects because you all have to do a lot of the things that I have to do. You all work outside of school. So, it's really just balancing all the different responsibilities we have. And figuring out what's the best way to do that and then adding self care in. And the beginning of our podcast, I talked about that in the morning. I wake up and I figure out what I wanna do during the day and I'm okay with what I got done instead of that huge list that we all have Mm -hmm. that's like a foot long, you know, like really figuring out what will make me feel good to say, I did good self care today, but I also got things done.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. Since we did talk a lot about kind of how we discovered what works for us individually for self-care and some techniques, I think it could be beneficial to kind of talk about, you know, not everybody has kind of come to this spot in self-care. Some people are just starting out. So is there any place or any like tips or tricks that you guys could offer if someone's kind of starting out and trying to figure out what they like or maybe some spots on campus that could help people who are kind of just starting or just trying to find something new.
0: And one of my favorite things for like self self care, which sucks for me during the winter, <laughs> is I love just like being outside. Yeah. And being in nature. That's what was saying. Mm-hmm. Because I think like especially as a college student, like you're inside. Yeah,
2: like basically all day. All
0: day. And so I think it's really important like to be outside and just be able to like soak up that vitamin d and then just like just relax even if you're working on homework outside like it's still it just for me being outside yeah like really helps me and it also (laughs) it's it's good for me also like just to see other people in general because i'm very like uh social so i like just even if i'm not with friends outside i'm just sitting somewhere i love seeing other people just going about their day because it you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's like comforting to be.
1: Mm. Yeah. So, there are resources on campus. Yes. <laughs> um, so, I'll talk a little bit about the Plugged resources. The well. Um, the well, we have Mindful Monday. So, if that's the type of self care you're looking for, um, stop by the well at noon on Mondays for about 20 minutes. And each week, they do a different type of mindfulness. mindfulness. So, last week, they added kind of like the art therapy vibe to Ooh. it. So, they colored a little bit. Um, so, just being open to figure out what works best for you. So, each week, they they try to make it like that personally I like movement meditation um to kind of get my mind to stop so again what Olivia said is really being self-reflective and figuring out what you like to do like that's really important because each of us is different um there's also ICA has their mindfulness um, on Tuesdays at noon. Um, the rec sports has a lot of different things when you're looking at physical um, dimension of wellness, mm-hmm. really reaching out and figuring out the best program for you because they have a pool. So, you know, self-care could be going and taking a swim if you like to swim. Self-care yeah. could be if you like the outdoors going um on an, yeah, an outdoor yeah, adventure program trip. Yeah. Too. <laughs> and they have stuff that that is free during the week. And then they also have stuff yeah. that you can pay for the weekends mm-hmm. or the week. So really discovering you and what you like to do is really helpful because there's so many resources on campus. Like I can keep on listing a whole bunch, but really, really taking what Olivia said about looking at what everyone else does but taking it as a grain of salt and then figuring out yourself and taking that time and allowing yourself to discover you because that is what college is all about is self-discovery and really realizing what you need and letting that sound in the back of your mind that tells you what you should do Allowing yourself to say what I want to do, how do I feel, in order to make myself be a better person that will affect myself and others?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and giving yourself room to change too. Exactly. Like we talk about, you know, self-reflection and just like this intrinsic value of what self-care is to you. My self-care has changed drastically mm-hmm. in the past three months, mm-hmm. from me being pretty antisocial just because I need to get away. like I want to be by myself. like Right now, self-care for me does not look like being by myself. Self-care for me is putting myself out there and doing things out of my comfort zone. That is what is is good for me at the moment. But three months ago, I would have said, you know, sitting in my room alone with a book. Yeah. It changes. It's very fluid because our emotions are fluid. Our effect is fluid. So knowing that, you know, I'll listen to myself on this podcast, however long from now, and being like, I really thought that was self-care. <laughs> uh, Olivia, this is self-care for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and just being fluid with it and knowing, knowing that it's okay to change and not feeling like these outside expectations of, well, this is what you said self-care was Mm -hmm. for you Mm
0: -hmm.
3: this amount of time ago. Well, look.
0: (laughs) Well, look, it changes.
3: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But I (laughs) also think
0: it's very important, as you were saying, like to put your phone down.
3: And
1: we really need to make sure that we don't let all of those outside things affect ourselves. And we kind of talked a little bit about it earlier is we really need to focus in on the moment that quality time that we have with each other. And yes, there's times where you can think about the past and the future. But let's let go a little bit and focus mm-hmm. in on the now and be present with ourselves and others. Because that's where the happiness happens. Mm-hmm. The joy happens. Is yeah. with I actually others. talked about
0: that in my queer nightlife class, actually. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this, um, I forget his name. It was some guy I was writing about it. But he was, he was talking about how people have a tendency to push off our happiness and kind of our, like, joy. So it's like, oh, like, I have this to do, but, like, I'll do this later. I have this to do, so, like, you know, I'll be happier, like, once I'm, like, older, once I've got a better job, Mm -hmm. once I got this. And I think it's very important to just look around you and be like, here's something that sparks joy for me.
3: And understanding that it's okay to remove yourself from things society deems healthy and helpful and like everyone is always just social media social media social media and I deleted my social media the main purpose being it was not healthy for me okay (laughs) we do
1: have some upcoming events happening so um so upcoming events uh be mindful the well has mindful mondays so that's something to keep in mind um feel free to pop in um, to the well anytime throughout the week. Our lovely PHEs have an office up at the front, and they would love to to meet people. Um, We also um, have Wellness Wednesdays with the Peer Health Educators, so each Wednesday, the Peer Health Educators will be all around campus um, talking about issues that are related to college students so
3: all your problems <laughs> exactly
1: <laughs> and helping at the same time building awareness we had a really great event um yesterday so just being mindful of that like we are here to help you Um, Also in March is Sleep Week, so pay attention to our calendar and learn more about sleep um, coming up here in March. Thank you for listening
2: to What the Well and Be be well. Well!